Feliz Año Nuevo, Happy New Year. Today we begin the new liturgical year with the first Sunday of Advent. So liturgically, 2020 is done. We begin our four-week season of preparation and celebration for the birth of Jesus, the true and never-setting light of the world at Christmas time. And it's no accident that we begin this annual celebration when the nights are getting longer, darker, and colder. We know because of millennia of observation of our physical world that things are about to change. The days will start getting longer, lighter, and warmer at the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year. And after that day and night, the days get longer. And so it is no accident that we celebrate the birth of the light of the world at this time. Him in whose light is no darkness. This year, there is an added parallel of what is happening with the COVID-19 pandemic, that infections, illness, and deaths are all on the rise right now. We seem to be going in the wrong direction, and the temptation is to give into despair. But there is that old saying that things often get worse before they get better. But there is good news out there, most notably the development of a number of promising vaccines and research showing that at least some strain of this novel coronavirus are growing less virulent the more they replicate and mutate. So this is precisely the time for us to profess our sure and certain hope that by the grace of God and human ingenuity, this pandemic will end. At the beginning of this Advent, we hear what we hear at the beginning of every Advent, the Lord commanding us to watch. It begs the question, what to watch or what to watch for? We can numb ourselves with endless shows on Netflix, Google TV, or with drugs, alcohol, or sex. But these might make us feel better in the short term, but will not help us to be more prepared for when the Lord Jesus comes again. We could stoke our anxiety with activities such as doom scrolling, as Father Gregory warned us last week. But again, focusing on ourselves is not going to make us any more ready to prepare the way of the Lord. St. Paul, I think, gives us the key in three simple words. God is faithful. We are to watch for and diligently search out what God is doing. How is God acting? How is God continuing to call people 
into communion and fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, and with the church. That's what we should be looking for during Advent and the rest of the year. But fair warning, God does not always act like we think that he should. There is an old theological saying that in the beginning, God created humanity in his own image, and humanity has been returning the favor ever since. If we only look for God where we expect him to be, we're going to miss out on a whole lot. Both the Old and the New Testaments are full of examples of God acting in a different way than people expected. We might say today that it's God thinking outside the box. But of course, the box is our human limitations imposed on our finitude and our sinfulness. God is not so bound. Now, I know that I have, and I expect you have too, spent a lot of time and energy trying to cram God into boxes of my own design. How has that gone for me, you may ask? Not well, but thanks for asking. Rather, let us spend this Advent going in the opposite direction by allowing God to stretch our limits, to help us to grow and to expand. Part of it, and I think a big part of it, is letting go who and what we think God should be, how God should act, what God should say, and simply let God be God. Let us try to discover God on his own terms, rather than insisting like a pestilent child, petulant child that God bend to our will. The prophet Isaiah reminds us today, you, O God, wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard from of old. No ear ever heard, no eye ever seen, any God but you, doing such deeds for those who wait. So it is precisely this time of year and this time during the pandemic which is the perfect time to sow seeds for the future. One practical way we might do this is to seriously ask, where do I want to be spiritually when this pandemic is over? or asking the Lord, better yet, where do you want me to be when this pandemic is over? Let us dream dreams and plan for what our life will be like at the end of this winter, both in our physical world and in our hearts and minds as well. During one of the most difficult times of my life, one of the things that got me through was imagining, dreaming, and planning what my life was going to be like after that particular time was over. Now granted, some of that time was 
pure daydreaming and fantasy. But there was also a lot of time and effort that I spent working on real possibilities and real plans for what that time would look like. I think that's why planning for a fun trip can be almost as enjoyable as the trip itself. But of course, things never work out exactly as we planned. My cloistered nun prayer partner always likes to remind me, oh father, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But it's precisely in the unexpected where we often can find God hard at work, find him in his word, in his work, and in his actions where we weren't expecting him. Rather than acting out of fear and shutting out the unexpected, let us take a risk and open ourselves up to it. Let us plant these seeds in our lives, bursting with possibilities. In this physical and spiritual winter, with eager expectation to see what God is going to do, what God is going to make happen, sometimes because of our plans and dreams, and sometimes despite them. We have to remember that it is God and not us who causes the growth. Everything unfolds not according to our way, but according to God's plan. So let us dream, let us plan, and plant, and watch. Let us be on the lookout for all the ways, both expected and unexpected, that God is acting, working, and speaking right now. Let us accept God on his own terms and allow him to shatter our limitations and open us up to his infinite loving possibilities. So indeed, let us watch and pray, come Lord Jesus.